Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today I've got a mate on here, we've not just done this, maybe we have just done this, (laughs) but here we are, we're back again and I've got Jack Lightfoot or Taurus Energy who is the most phenomenal artist I know and the most phenomenal mind, so let's get talking. (laughs) Yeah! Oh man, I wish I felt about myself like that. (laughs) (laughs) We're back baby, quite literally round two. Round two. We only got five minutes in, but it was a little bit of ticking and I just can't live with that. Mm. I broke down the fourth wall now, everyone knows that we're not elites, we can't do anything wrong. (laughs) We're human, god damn it. (laughs) Now talking of humanity, it's been a bit weird at the minute, hasn't it? Yeah, understatement. Humanity on the whole, very polarised, very up in the air. Mm-hmm. Something's up in the air. Yeah. Maybe not what we're told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think, man? How have you taken it all? How are you feeling towards it? Well, you know, like I'll, I'll say again, because I think it was quite well received by you before, is like, um, there is a lot to be optimistic about. Mm. And regardless of what's going on, like I, I feel incredibly optimistic about what's going on right now. And, you know, like always when terrible things happen in in history like like, like, this is just an example but let's say like when a war happens well on the plus side we have like huge leaps in technology and people like unite to a common cause and like you know like this it's not like oh bad thing bad thing like Mm. we wouldn't be in the world that we were today if it wasn't for these wars and if it wasn't for these other things happening and like you know there's a there's a bigger thing at play which isn't really concerned about our perceptions of what is good and bad like it's all like it's all cause and effect mm. and and i think that you know a lot of people are like waking up right now to mm. the reality that we actually live in they're waking up to the reality of like the centralized banking system mm-hmm. they're they're a lot of people are getting into bitcoin as well yeah, a lot yeah. of people are getting into blockchain technology uh, a lot of people are having a lot of time to spend on their own to have a lot of introspection and that's helping them personally develop you know lockdowns have forced people into that state of being and um and a lot of people had time to think about what really matters to them Hmm. um i do think that that has kind of been weaponized against us in a way like our empathy i I was Um, gonna ask where where's this view emanated from and where have you built that because from my social media sphere I've started to manicure it and find what I want to see on there rather yeah. than the shower shit I was seeing totally, before. Yeah, yeah. But what's in your world at the minute? What are you, what conversations are you having? Why are you seeing this optimism? Because um, I like it. I just yeah. want to know where it's come from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, with, with all this stuff that's going on, uh, a lot of the people who before this... Like, a lot of the people who I know have, like, buckled and, like, they've really kind of, like, fell into the conformity. Um, I'm not massively surprised um i don't want that to be as an insult to anybody necessarily but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really surprise me Mm. whereas like i know people from all over the world like tens of thousands of people from all over the world who i've met like through different things and coincidentally enough like all the people who i look up to and like respect the most like incredible artists like incredible thinkers um people who are like on the cutting edge like Mm. prestigious people that i've met Maybe not all of them, because people that I haven't personally met, but a lot of people that I know personally, mm. they all have the same perspective about what's going on. Mm. And a lot of people who are really into like personal physical health and personal 
physical um, like workouts and stuff like that. A lot of those people can see what's going on. Mm, um, mm. And is that just a coincidence? You know, people who are working on themselves and have a sense of self-determination, they can see... Well, True they it. can just think something might be a lie and then yeah. therefore uh, figuring out a different perspective because... I think at this point, like, if you look at history and if you look at all of the media in this country, for example, in the last, like, five years, it's like, do you r really think that they don't have the capacity to, like, lie to you <laughs> constantly through their teeth? It's like, why are you so surprised? <laughs> when you got to that point of yourself where you said, no, we're being lied to now, I've got these questions to ask, I want other people to ask these questions... Mm -hmm. It must have felt quite grounding, but at the very start, were you fearful as everyone else? Were you... I mean... Wh where were you standing? You know, you know, this, the whole idea of, you know, I'll just go, I'll just breathe across this, like, sick until proven healthy, mm -hmm. um, has no scientific basis whatsoever. Like, you know, would you be treated guilty until proven innocent? No, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> we've created a paradigm where everybody is, like, you know, sick until proven healthy, and they're saying, like, oh, healthy people can die of, like, illnesses. It's that's like... A crazy that's a good saying. I've never heard that. Yeah, I mean, right it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit. Mm. Mind, mind my language. Like, but, you know, seriously, <laughs> it, it, it is, like, oh, dude. You haven't just said Yeah. <laughs> but it's the only way to really sum it up. Like, you, you know, we're, we're now supposed to believe that healthy people... And, and people believe, believe that. It's like, mm. you know, that's never been true before. So why is it suddenly true now? Like, mm. you know... I think that there's certain illnesses that you could get, like, you know, parasites or something like that. That's a totally different thing. That's like, mm. um, but, you know, if you're truly healthy, your body would be able to deal with that as well, like way better than somebody who's mm. not. So I think that... It does seem crazy to it's me. It's very it's, paranoid. There's There's been no emphasis on how much you can do for yourself to attack any virus, any illness, yeah. on, like we say, vitamin D, yeah, yeah. being healthy. I, I've heard the number of people that were obese and have died from coronavirus. It's like 87%. Or, uh, yeah, is, is incredibly high. But the lack of information on how to make yourself healthy, how to become fit, how to fight off viruses mm. by being your own um, medicine, Yeah, it just it seems no no bother towards yeah. that and that's that worries me that was shocking in the beginning but now it makes total sense mm. like and based on knowledge that i already had as well like the the thing is that is the biggest way to see how we're all being scammed right now mm. and like when i say scam again like i'll say it, it's just a deceptive or fraudulent act mm. so it has it, it is very fitting to this this description like because why you're telling people that you have to wait for uh, an expensive treatment which is already patented by a private company mm. who has maybe one of the most questionable criminal histories on the planet. <laughs> Literally, like... You're take, let's, take, now, let's take Pfizer, for example. They yeah. paid the biggest criminal fine in history, mm. $2.8 for paying off medical professionals and hiding conflicting data and... Push, pushing people into medical trials without consent. Hmm. 
Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Is that fact? Does that sound is familiar? That, is, is that fact? That's where, a fact. That, where, that, they paid it. Where can I go for that information? Literally. Not to do what Joe Rogan did to Alex Jones on everything he said in a podcast. Yeah, yeah. He had to fact check it 10 times through, which is kind of healthy in, yeah, yeah. in being, but you can't have a very good conversation if everything you say is like, bring it up, bring it up. I mean, there's, I think it's kind of a specific situation because Alex Jones just tends to just be like, oh, they're turning the... Frogs game. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, what, bro? What are you chatting about? Like, yeah, everybody yeah, remembers yeah. that thing as, like, um, <laughs> the, him just saying, like, they're turning the frogs, frogs gay, right? So and then they will actually, like, go and research what he's saying. Mm. Uh, I think the drug is called azetatine or mm-hmm. something like that. As, as, it's something like that. Changes their gender. And it actually it? is, well, frogs can change their gender automatically anyway wow. okay um because if they're in a single sex environment they can change their this gender this is why i've got you on the bus <laughs> that reason. so basically there's this drug that was making its way into the water supply and it was like changing the it was kind of confusing or changing something genetically in these frogs mm. that they were all basically changing to the same gender and then they were like dying out mm. and it's like he's there like saying they're turning the frogs gay and everybody's mm. like you're crazy bro and it's like no what he's saying is true and i think that that's why it's a lot of people would fact checking everything that he was saying yeah, is yeah. more to like say well this is actually true yeah, yeah, like it's not just him saying crazy stuff I, I just meant on the actual show yeah yeah it was very jarring totally because he could say some cutting him off, didn't great he? rants and he's like shut up shut up we need to check this out and i, I get why yeah, yeah to its extent but it it struggles for conversational but in what you were saying there i thought oh that is fascinating that's something i would like to explore mm-hmm. where does one go for such information <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to if you want to find out about pfizer's criminal history you do not have to look hard very like it's do very just... easy to find like if you literally just search pfizer Put criminal history yeah and, and, and that is just one thing yeah like they have like hundreds of charges that they mm. paid that they settled in a court like if if i did that I would be in prison for the rest of my life. Mm. But if they do it, they just pay it fine. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. And it's like, well, it's just, the profit that we make <laughs> less, is the profit that we make more than the fine that we might have to pay, then it's a profitable project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. So, I mean, if you want to find the root cause of the problem, you usually just tail back with the money, don't you? You're yeah. You're going fine. Where's the root? Oh, there's the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're at a point now where we have, like, people who are, turning into like dictators just through businesses that they and like mm. corporate dictators and you know that seems like a ridiculous thing for people to say it's like you know whatever you think about donald trump like you know i'm not gonna get into that but like they banned him from like twitter facebook and everything and then said that the friggin people going into the capitol building was an insurrection or whatever it's like mm. they they clearly have more power than allegedly the most powerful man in the world mm. at the time so well, i mean what is a better demonstration than that they just silence him and he's this just is my fear and hate towards cancel culture or censorship and so on mm-hmm. is because it's like they either like google for example you could see it as a byproduct of they're doing it because they're trying to uh, filter out bullshit and make sure you're safe yeah yeah 
or yeah which i, I don't quite agree with <laughs> or, yeah like uh, mark zuckerberg's waking up in the morning thinking i've got to save like some young 18 year old boy's life like today uh, and, from information and, uh, another part of it is you know they think there's so much information out there you're not going to be able to filter it yourself so let us help you and there was another a thing out recently and i typed it on duck duck go do you have duck duck go oh, yeah. i only go on the internet with vpns yeah that's it so you know i typed in this article i read it was the day after the actual vaccine or, or shot came out and it just spoke about a doctor that died after taking it the next day. Was that the one guy who was, like, mocking everybody for saying that they were, like... I don't think so. No, yeah. this was a person in Brazil. Okay. And then I just went back simply... Because I've not had a debate because, again, I sit very... Not on the fence, not like I don't dare conjure up my own opinion. Mm -hmm. But there is just so much information. I really do want to be careful with it and thought out. And I've got people on both sides where I'm trying to have these conversations with nuance. Mm -hmm. So I just said... I find everything you're saying fascinating, but this is an article I read the other day. Uh, I'm just going to find it. Poof, it had gone. Mm -hmm. It had gone off of the internet, and it was one of the top things. I typed on DuckDuckGo, and I was searching for it, and then I went on DuckDuckGo, and it was there, straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on a different search engine, so I thought, well, that's been taken down. Mm -hmm. I don't feel confident or comfortable in things that are being... Uh, taken away from me when I want all the information and then I'll yeah. be able to sift through it and go well I'm going to make an informed decision on it but as soon as I've opened my eyes to hear some information now it's taken from me some more information it, it gets very confusing right, honestly then. like I'm worried um, censorship is burning books faster than we're writing them right mm. now and that's what's going on right there like you're so okay now we're supposed to believe that these people are doing this to protect us. They don't want us to, th to see certain information because of what that might make us think. Mm. Mm. I mean, George Orwell, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Nobody read these books. Mm -hmm. Like, what, mm. what, what's going on? Like, mm. it, it's... Like... Okay, so... The, the, the reason why this is so worrying is because most people aren't even aware of it. Like, when I start talking to... I'm trying to think of a nice word to use. Like, people who... Mainstream, they, mainstream belief. people. Like yeah, I when it. I when I say to them, just like yo, you, you're not even aware of the censorship. Like they're just removing things offline, and then they're just like, oh well, that's like I didn't hear anything about that, but it's probably just dangerous misinformation. Mm, mm. So this is a word that we keep hearing all the time now. Like you know, I was talking to you earlier about changing language. It's like yeah, yeah. dangerous misinformation. Mm. It's it's like it's to misinform you, and <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah. And it is, yeah. it's, it's like in echo chambers of rhetoric that they can all give each other. If you are on an opposing team or you think something other, yeah. they've equipped each other with tools of if somebody says this, just label them this. You can label this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes, guys, isn't there a lot of conversational points to be had out of this one thing? Can we not go on exploration together? Can we not go on vehement ideas and, yeah, and, yeah. and studies and go for this side of the thinking and this side, not you're just a, a COVID denier and that's yeah, your yeah. label now, that's where you belong and if you say anything against masks 
it doesn't matter if a scientist that you've seen said it or a doctor or whoever, they've got a label to call you, so you're out of the conversation then. Yeah, And yeah. I find that very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, people think that it's just some, like, crazy young guys in their early 20s just, like, thinking of these crazy ideas, like, stirring crazy inside their own house. It's mm, like, mm. You, like, some of the most prestigious scientists in the world, like, like there's just I, can't, I forget his name um, exactly, but he signed, he created the Great Barrington Declaration. Mm-hmm. Which he is the most cited living um, scientist on the planet. Mm. And he's uh, Swedish. He's, I can't remember his name, but he's Swedish. He's, he's like taught in Cambridge. He's taught in like Harvard. He's really, mm. really high up. And the government was allegedly seeking his advice personally mm. on what to do with this whole COVID situation. And he signed, he made the Great Barrington Declaration which was signed out by over 100,000 medical professionals mm. and was put forward to the government to say, lockdowns aren't going to work, the masks aren't going to work, mm. giving people a vaccine in the height of a pandemic would be horrendous mm. to do, mm-hmm. and and we can't do this thing. Completely ignored. Anybody that said anything about it is a conspiracy theorist. Mm. It's like, this is literally like one of the most respected living doctors. You know, you've got people like Dolores Carhill, mm. is uh, from Ireland, actually a vaccine manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Like highly prestigious, they can't fact check her because she's the authority on this stuff. Mm. Mike Yoden, ex vice president of Pfizer, comes out, blows the whistle. Respiratory scientist for like thirty five years comes out, says like what they're saying <laughs> taking to you is mm-hmm. is false. And this guy is somebody who would never want his name to be put out there for about anything. Like he's you know he's a he's clearly like a family guy, and he's in a situation where he feels like he ha- he's compelled to speak out about mm. what's going on. Um, you know, there's, that's just to name a few, like Geert mm. van den Bosch, who is, he worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He was a consultant from like Pfizer and Moderna mm-hmm. and all of these massive pharmaceutical companies. And he came forward and was saying like, what we're doing right now is horrendous mm. insanity, which isn't based in science. I, I've heard it in podcasts. And again, I'm not one to just lap up anything anyone says to me. So I'll go and just check out the accolades and what they've done with their life. And as soon as it goes, went to this prestigious university, came out with a PhD, went on, did a master's, came through here, um, has worked in this field of interest of uh, um, uh, contagious viruses and disease for, for 30 odd years. I'll listen in then. I'll go back in, yeah, clock yeah. in and go, okay, look, what's he got to say? And when the podcasts that have been, the way we're treating this, the way we're acting isn't helpful. It isn't going to uh, mm. deter this virus from coexisting and, and totally. so on. I think, right, okay, we need to bring conversation alight. And mm-hmm. that's what I really applaud on you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, you're putting forward questions constantly and you're not just saying to people, Believe what I'm saying to you now. You're saying, here's somewhere you can go. Here's another thing I've looked at. Here, here. And, and giving people information to go down for their own, totally. own looking. And I think that's vital. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, don't don't just take anything that I say at, at face value. Like, mm. go and look it up yourself. Like, mm. there's... I, I would say that this year, because of the amount of, like, conflict that came towards me in the beginning, mm. um, it's really made me super sharp about what I think and mm-hmm. what I say mm-hmm. and, and where I get my sources from. Mm. You know, apart from the occasional meme, which is just like... Yeah, you need a so meme in your life. Light, lighten the load. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just for a little bit of humour in, in the midst of the madness. So, you know, 
let's let's take like Cambridge Analytica for example like mm -hmm. that's analyzing like search results to get like a gauge on the public consciousness mm. and then changing search results in order to affect public consciousness <laughs> and the guy came out and blew the whistle on this like three years ago and seriously and nobody's talking about that now like but if you go and search these things on Google you, you'll be like hmm asymptomatic transmission is that a thing mm. like you go search that on Google you'll get like 10 fact check politifact reuters uh snopes articles just saying like hmm, there's absolutely no scientific evidence mm -hmm. that uh, asymptomatic spread isn't a thing but then if you go to like the lancet and the british medical journal and like pubmed and the nih and stuff and you you look at their peer reviews of study that proves that mm. asymptomatic transmission is if anything so rare mm. that it's not even considerable <laughs> as a factor and then we're being told, like, that's what this whole paranoia is built upon. That's why what why do you think they're creating that? Why are they bringing this misinformation to be? Because this isn't about a virus. Mm. <laughs> and I think that anybody that hasn't figured that out by this point um, might gonna wanna, struggle. Gonna, they're going <laughs> to struggle with the future. <laughs> like, there's a, people, people think that this is crazy talk, but, like, mm. there is an agenda happening right now. Mm. And, uh, you know... I have no hesitation in saying that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... The, if you can't figure this stuff out, you're going to have a hell of a bumpy ride for the next nine years, I'm mm. telling you now. Like, because we're talking about the restructuring of society. And that's what this is all about. You know, there's probably other things at play, but I think... Let's 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 just like kind of wind back a little bit because, you know, I, I don't want to make statements that are going to just be outlandish to people because yeah. everything that i'm saying i can back up yeah and and there's nothing i'm not going to extrapolate uh i might extrapolate for my own entertainment purposes or just like a private conversation just Dude, like, hmm, what if this is going on <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm not going to like publicly state like oh this clearly means this yes, like yeah. but at the same time I like, think we should do that in the podcast at okay. some point. Okay. Well, mate. we can do that I, towards I, I the want, end. I want to theorise <laughs> and work out where we might be going. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> so you know, if you go if you go to the British Medical Journal, and I can't remember the exact name of the the, the article, but it's talking about a study that was done in Wuhan, China. Right. Mm. It's one of the biggest. It's like one of the most comprehensive like viral study that's ever been conducted, mm. and it was on like ten million participants out of ten million people that they tested for COVID and the cases that they had, they only found 300 which were asymptomatic. Mm. And now I'll get back into that in a second because this is very, very important what's going on, what I'm explaining right now. Mm -hmm. So they only found 300 that were asymptomatic. So then they did a separate study where they were analysing those 300 people and all of the people in the, who they were coming into contact with constantly, all of their members of family, not a single one of them, had tested positive. Mm. Okay. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the virus is not infectious if you're asymptomatic. Mm. And the reason that that's so important is because that's what this whole paranoid psychosis yeah, is built yeah. upon. It's all built upon the fact of like, you can't see your loved ones and you can't go and see like a close member of yours who's like literally dying in the hospital because you might not ha know you have a virus mm. and you might pass it on to somebody else. And like, it's like, like gaslighting when you put it like that. Yeah, in, completely. And are it's you ill? Sick. You look a bit ill. Are you sure you're not ill? Are you, are you become ill from yeah, that, don't you? It's okay. sick. Mm. It's sick what they're doing to people. And like, I've been, you know, called a crazy person for saying this. Mm. It's like, I'm on your side. 
That's what I... That's the crazy thing about all of this. That's what I struggle with the most in these times, because where Polarised. It, that, that polarisation, but where it's all coming from is a place of love in its mm. essence, in the, the warpness of it all. I want collective evolution, yeah. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, yeah. That's my where, goal. Where you're at and why you're speaking so passionately about this is because you want to help people. Yeah. You want to bring about a change to make people look in a certain way to go, no, don't be lied to. Think for yourself. Look at this information. Yeah. Whereas people that are on another fence are going, no, we need to protect one another. We're all going to die. That mm. is coming from a fearful place yeah, yeah. but in a loving it's aspect a, of that it's place it's weaponized empathy as i yes, call it yeah yeah is it's, it you said that's it, like that saying that's just a weaponized term that i've made empathy. up it's like the media has <laughs> taken our empathy and mm. is using it against us just D- be like don't you love your granddad yeah, it's guilt trick <laughs> everybody close tear in his eye yeah yeah <laughs> withering away like, like you know when you see I these adverts i want to go see him it's like somebody with an oxygen mask on mm. and they thought they're on bus stops and they're mm. saying like how could you look them in the eyes and tell them that uh you didn't hand sanitize your hands mm. And, and that's, that's dark. Man. I can really tell dark. how powerful the manipulation in people has been. Because even doing this podcast now, you could be thinking, oh, what is the perception going to be behind this? How are we going to be seen in this? Mm-hmm. And even I can get that neurosis a little bit. But I want to hold a space where both sides could be on. You can speak in this way, they could speak in that way. And the conversation exists so we can bring thought together and work something out where we come together in unison rather than just being angry at one another for being wrong or thinking wrong. And I don't want people to feel so strongly on that. I want all voices to come together. That's what we need more than ever right now is people, no maskers or maskers, vaxxers or no vaxxers. I want them to to be able to listen to one another at least Mm. and understand where they're coming from because now it just feels so sharply that as soon as you go into outside their way of vision, outside Mm. their line of thinking, you're out, you're done with. Doesn't make any sense. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and I have conversations with lots of people all the time at the Mm. minute because I get like hundreds of messages like I can all tell the time. Um, yeah <laughs> so you know I was speaking to this person yesterday and um, they're actually a nurse mm. and they didn't want to get the vaccine in the beginning mm. and in the end they were like you know uh, my granddad basically like won't see me unless I've had it and mm. he's already like you know he's far along like and I really want to see him so I made that personal sacrifice to go and see him like whatever you think about that i think that that's kind of sad because she was like surrendering forced and yeah, yeah she's kind of coerced but like through empathy yeah yeah and it's it's a really weird thing like but you know she said to me i i respect what you're doing and i respect what you're putting out there um and i think that you're perfectly within your rights to like not have it if you don't want it i mm. made a choice that was personally right for me and i would die for your right to not have to have it mm. and mm. i was like that's, that's good... and, I, and i just said like like i sending you like so much love like mm. i totally respect that's anybody's decisions there. on what to do for themselves like you know and, and then on like on the flip side like like honestly you know i might advise you against injecting heroin into your eyeballs mm. <laughs> but like mm. 
Like, it's your choice, dude. I was going like... you might advise me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah. I, I, the conversation's there, the words exist, and then I get to be my own entity on how I operate next. It's your sovereignty, man. Completely. Like, and that's what it all comes down to. And, like, the people who are out there just saying, like, oh, yeah, we're all going to, like, be in lockdown again because of these anti-vaxxers. And it's like, mm. uh, okay, explain to me the scientific thinking behind that because there is no scientific basis to that hmm. whatsoever. And, like... Back to the rest. Yeah, and the thing is, is like the reason that I have so much conviction behind this is because I've been called crazy, mm. I've been called a uh, lunatic, I've been called a murderer, mm. uh, all everything that you can think. Not of. nice words, are they? No, no. Like the, some of the worst <laughs> things that I've ever been called, I've been called in the last year and a half. And for like, me to actually know you personally and yeah. know our moments together have only ever been beautiful yeah. around kind people giving off compassion is what you emanate yeah, yeah. it's just so untrue yeah. and i've seen that in people that i really care for and even myself yeah, yeah you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about now you're killing others by doing this holding this view i've i've had it outside of covid talk man yeah yeah um in talking about drugs on the podcast or talking about substances and so on mm. again i've always said i'm not advocating anything i'm just explaining explaining my feelings my experiences this is what happened to me mm -hmm. and if you ever want to talk to me on this front get in touch i'm, I'm yeah, open yeah. for people to get in touch and i can go more into depths of it but words shouldn't be cancelled yeah, yeah the person shouldn't be cancelled you can have an open space of all speech to exist yeah. and we can operate in that and trust that people are their own people one of my favorite quotes from the last year is like there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate <laughs> oh dude <laughs> that's going somewhere that, yeah. that, say it again there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate oh wow and it's like that's, very, it, that's given me a goosebump moment yeah <laughs> love that but it's like you know people people they just think that they sh they have a right to never hear an opinion that's different to what they think mm. Mm, which is completely insane like i i'm and so like, detrimental totally to existing you know like i i have a lot of people who come to me and they're just like oh i disagree with you but like i really respect your ability to speak out and then we'll speak for a bit and i'd be like did you know about this mm. and they'll be like no mm. <laughs> did you know about this no and there's an interesting thing like uh, I don't know if you've heard of it before, called the Dunning-Kruger effect. I've, I've heard of it, I think on Rogan, but can you yeah. go into it? So essentially, like, I assumed that there was a guy called Dunning-Kruger who was a psychologist who came <laughs> up with this. I haven't looked into it that far, but like, it, it, it's essentially when somebody has a, a low comparative intelligence on things like they ha they know a lot of different they, they lack variable knowledge on a topic mm. they perceive themselves to be a lot more intelligent than they are uh, yeah yeah and a lot more conviction that they think as well like so just to retort that because that could kind of slander me in my own words but mm. the reason that i do have so much conviction about what i'm saying is because i have spoken to a lot of people yeah. like i have You've gone out your way to find the information yeah, and people who vehemently disagree with me mm. as well and then have now changed their tune mm. and then messaging me and being like oh how did you know about all of this stuff I mean, you know because you've obviously really studied into this side of things you understand this side of things but on other belief systems that you've had before have you been problemed with the is it dunning kruger effect yeah, yeah, yeah. have you had to change your realign your position on on beliefs before yeah you've been stuck in that uh, and again arguing against it to people totally when you didn't know the full ins and out of it yourself yeah i find that honestly like i've always been quite a 
like outspoken person mm. and like you know you were talking about school earlier and i was saying that like <laughs> you know when you have your first moment in school where you can prove for a fact that something your teacher told you is a lie yeah 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 and that the first time that happened to me i was just like <laughs> there's no greater moment is that I'm, I'm supposed to take what you're saying at face value but i know you've just lied to me mm. um that's a bit of an eye-opening moment and you know also then when you get to a certain age and you realize mm, you know love your parents whatever but they might not know everything everything mm. and you kind of have this halo effect with your parents up to a certain point and then you realize that they're there's like they're just a person there's flaws there's within flaws, everybody there's conditioning mm. um I, I don't really like to use the word trauma but trauma yeah, like yeah. in a sense like that changes the way that you perceive reality um so you know you realize that people have maybe not the clearest lens that they might make out and beautiful way of looking know, at it yeah and and you know in this whole thing i've I've spoken to surgeons, I've spoken to scientists, I've spoken mm. to nurses. I went to a protest. There were a lot of very, very well-educated people at that mm. protest. Mm. Um, all these different kinds of people. Um, like, I spoke to a surgeon, and uh, he's from America. He's, I think he's from, like, Massachusetts. I won't use his name or whatever, but um, he was saying how, like, you know, oh, God, we really want this vaccine. Mm. However... Um, there was this one guy on our ward who was essentially saying that uh, we shouldn't be putting these uh, elderly people on respirators because they're all dying. And everybody was saying to him, just like, what are you crazy? Like, what? So we should just let these people die, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then, um, yeah, he was very, like, sure about what he was saying. And he says, look, let's just not put these people on the respirators. And then, like, patients who they thought were like because they only put you on a respirator when they think that you're right at the end mm -hmm. and like there's no other option yeah and there were people who was recovering from that point when they weren't putting them on a respirator and then so you know they're making decisions on the fly which mm. are determining whether people will live or die mm. um and this guy was being called crazy for that and like <laughs> he was saying like it's interesting how we all kind of like turned on him and then he turned out to be right and like mm. people weren't chasing him up so even Hasn't though it's happened through history yeah totally <laughs> you've had and whistleblowers come out and <laughs> go completely against the grain and then suddenly we go oh they were right <laughs> the earth's not <laughs> flat yeah. kill him <laughs> 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 this guy's crazy <laughs> another conspiracy theorist put him in the box put him yeah. in the box <laughs> i love it it's like yeah i've never been to space but you know i, I it's a pretty elaborate scam bro mm, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah i don't know why they're holding that one up so vehemently yeah, as well there's like, a lot of things yeah. to focus on like mm. you know maybe focus on those first instead of debating the shape of the earth well how does it fit your psyche like how are you coping genuinely because you're you're a human with so much that you can hold on top of you do you struggle when you're hitting brick walls or you're having shit thrown at you essentially all the time um uh, I know when I'm out of line mm. and like I think that I know when I say something that like 
might be falsifiable in mm. some sense like or when i'm going out on a limb yeah. like sometimes people can't tell the difference between like when you're making like a joke mm. and like you know if Context i post like a funny key. meme but it's like relative to what's going on yes, and people will yeah. just be like oh well actually and i'm just like oh bro, you, like, you've shown you true colors then it's yeah like, come on dude I, I couldn't summarize it in a sentence but i thought it was funny so yeah. have that totally. yeah completely yeah and it's like and oh they... what you're saying is really offensive to people who are wearing masks mm. and i'm just like well you, you projected that onto that statement mm. like so you know there's there's certain elements like something that i got a lot of backlash for the other day go on then it was with it <laughs> which is like I'm loving this <laughs> which was like uh it was a it was a meme um it's like you know it, it was basically like um thank your straight parents for your existence <laughs> straight pride okay and like people were just like oh are you saying that like uh you're homophobic and i'm like no, like, you know, I've, I've read an excerpt from Mein Kampf for my saying that I'm friggin' a Nazi. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, you're, you're equating something to that. I'm making like a tongue-in-cheek joke yeah, yeah. about something that like is evident. Yeah. Like, and then people were saying to me just like, oh, you're, you're against like gays. And it's like, dude, you do not know me. Like, you think that I'm <laughs> against really gays? Like, I have you so really many people. I have, I have a lot of very, very close friends who yeah. are gay. Mm -hmm. uh, all different kinds of walks of life. I have very close friends that are transgender. Mm -hmm. um, and you're saying to me like, oh, mm. yeah, you're a homophobe, sexist. Mate, you're, you're incredibly liberal to what I know. And, yeah. <laughs> and funny, the thing is, is like, out of all of the things that I I've put out there in mm. the last year, I got more backlash. Than I do, do you feel a part of you? You enjoy dipping your toes in the madness. You're, you're a bit of a social experiment to some yeah. degree. Do you put stuff out there, tongue in cheek, antagonistic to some degree? Yeah, knowing what's going to come your way and just seeing what happens. Not really. It no. feels that way. No, I, like, I mean like <laughs> it's funny. Like when it goes that way. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like I, there's like you know sometimes like I like I said to you like if I go out on a limb and I say something, mm. I wouldn't say that with a knowing that I could like back it up. Mm. So if you come to me with like your subjective arguments yeah. and then I say to you like, yeah, but what I'm saying is a fact I know, though. I just feel like you're it, five steps ahead yeah. waiting for them to fall into the trap. It, it, you can come it wasn't intentionally designed to be a trap, but it's just like, you know, when your arguments thought out and people yeah, come yeah. at you with their subjective biases mm, mm. and they don't expect you to have actually thought about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like dealing with children. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I'm not here to just try and like insult people. Yeah, but you know, it, it's like I think it makes them question their thinking totally. though, inevitably, and that's important. And the problem is, is like everybody's so scared of saying something that might lose them some respect or like mm. you know they're, they're they're conforming and like if you have this like cancel culture thing coming forward and they they. They literally threaten you with your livelihood. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're trying to, like, take away your business. Mm. And, like, we're going to make sure that, like, nobody ever speaks to you again. And then blah, blah, blah. It's like... I feel oh, crazy it was stock. well conducted, though, because the thing they've done is put social media into the mix. So they've given everybody a third FBI identity. Book. Yeah, they've got a character to play out now. Mm -hmm. You know, I was Michael Markham before that would go to the gym, live my day out and about. But now I'm also Rhythmical Mike and I've got to think about what this character portrays yeah. in a, a fake false world. Yeah. But I've got to, I'm gaining views and I'm gaining followers and likes. Mm -hmm. So... 
I've got to then conduct an image to people, like the halo effect you were saying, mm -hmm. of what do they want to see? What do they want portrayed? Oh, if I put this up, though, yeah. am I going to lose respect in this way? So yeah. I feel it's been very cleverly conducted and manufactured over a long period of time. Built everyone to a certain stage where they really do give a fuck now what people think mm -hmm. and how they're perceived so they've got to constantly get involved with the rhetoric get involved with the the ways of saying and ways of being because they're going to be uh cast out isolated if mm. you're not involved in it yeah and that's where this sort of cancel culture um angry hate-filled be on our t teams it's teams a lot of yeah. the time it's it seems to stem from yeah do you know what i mean yeah i mean like we can go back to that that what i was talking about yuri bezmanov like just before the the thing that like, the same guy mycotonics luke sumter who sent me like as it was we were talking about earlier i'm gonna be checking him later i'm looking yeah. forward to that um he also sent me this interview it's 1984 uh, 1980, is it 1984 or 1987, 1982, something like that, interview with Yuri Bezmanov, mm -hmm. KGB defector. And like, you know, like what I said to you about the equality, and he was just saying like, we, we introduced the, <laughs> the equality concept into the uh, public eye in America because it is a way of creating communism because they will, they will never be equal, mm. you know? And he's like saying how they, they, he, he calls them useful idiots. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he calls, it's like these, these, uh, these Marxist indoctrinated people, they are the useful idiots. Mm. They will bring in the communist state and then when they have the gulags, they will be lined up and shot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and he's basically saying how like these people aren't use, useful in any other way than to bring in uh, the neo-marxism and the, they were yeah, yeah. they were they yeah. were subjected to very subtle indoctrination like mm. through the american school system right that was basically introduced by the kgb and you know the same guy is saying like uh people think the kgb is uh, there to blow up bridges this mm. is uh, movie things this is a movie thing actually the main projects is Giving disinformation and subverting people ideologically. You could get a film role doing <laughs> yeah. that. Dude. I'm so in. <laughs> and the thing is, is like people aren't aware of this stuff hmm. um, because they think that when they turn on the television, what they're telling you is the way that it is. And hmm. there's no agenda at play, and there's no aim to get you thinking a certain way. Hmm. It's like you know ignorance is bliss but like ignorance is the intention like if you actually were aware of everything you would find it incredibly uncomfortable at first and i think mm. that that's a lot of what is going on with me because i i've got to a point where i can speak to somebody who thinks that i'm the worst person ever mm. and i'll send them a study yeah, yeah. <laughs> that proves what i'm saying mm. and they just bypass it mm. because the the re the the acknowledgement of realizing that the world is not the way that they thought it was mm. is so huge it's like essentially i'm putting people in a situation where if they deny that there's any logic to what i'm saying then it's very easy for them to just go back into the blue pill like mm. sleep state mm -hmm. and just accept whatever they want to believe mm. whereas like if they realize that there are forces at play that there are lies being propagated that there is an agenda to make you think a certain way mm. the initial thought is like i'm under threat yeah. like uh, i'm living in a dangerous world and um it's very uncomfortable so 
is what you're asking people to do is quite a lot really but at the same time like it's never been more important to mm. make that acknowledgement than what, now what gives you so much thirst and passion to open people's eyes and make them think in a way um well you, this, is, this is i'm glad you brought this question up actually because you know i think a lot of people um even people close to me i'm, I'm still waiting for their apology <laughs> 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 I love you, man. I'm still waiting for their apology. You know, it, it it's might be probably in the post, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it got caught in the shot, yeah. <laughs> It got caught up in their customs or something. Yeah. Um, Going to whose house now? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so you know, the, the thing is, like, um, the reason that I have so much passion for this thing is because. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist because mm -hmm. a conspiracy like You'd exists. Put in a box by some yeah, people. Yeah, I've been put in a box, right? <laughs> uh, for something to be a theory, you have to be able to prove that mm. I have no evidence. Mm. Like, and then I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a it's fucking obvious theorist. <laughs> I'll give you that. And it's I'll like it. the, the people mm. who are making the theories now are being like, mm. oh, like. Uh, uh, all these people they're like working together mm. to basically like disinform the public and they're all just like random people who are basically trying to make sure that people die because they won't have the va like you're the crazy person mm. because you're extrapolating I just this crazy I don't understand why it has it. to always de be dismissed and debunked into conspiracy because throughout all evolution all history we have conspired. Yeah, yeah. We know conspire, like, we have conspired and they've come out to be truths. Yeah. Some things have been true, so they've been put in a box Massively. of this conspiracy theory box. Yeah. And then every time we go, oh, but that one's fine, so we could just plunk that out, throw yeah, that out, yeah. but go, but don't forget the box exists, though, and yeah. keep all the others in there. Yeah, yeah. I feel after we keep drawing them out and drawing them out like straws, we go, right, should we just take this box? Unempty it all mm. and start okay let the flat earth i'm willing to we've got enough information out there and general consensus that the earth is round yeah, let's yeah. go with it like yeah, okay yeah. boom that and then just keep playing with them mm -hmm. instead of just having to again like we keep saying this podcast put label in be able to dismiss and just put you back in your position i yeah. really don't understand why there's so much desperation and need to do that to people um I mean, it's probably fear again. It must be fear. I mean, I I I, re I find it really hard to talk about this without being very insulting Horrible. to people. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to think that ninety percent of people were pretty stupid, and now I know for a fact. <laughs> you know, you're like, a madman. Yeah, you're crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, in the okay. beginning, like I was saying to people. Um, Oh, there's all these studies being conducted in Switzerland that are proving that ivermectin and quinine derivative drugs are like the most effective way to, to treat a respiratory virus. Mm. And then, you know, the, the, what they were finding in certain places that like 93 to 97% of all the people who were dying from COVID were vitamin D deficient. Mm. So this is a thing that isn't really talked about. Mm -hmm. Why is nobody talking about how the vitamin D is the most one of the most mm. essential parts of your immune system yeah. or fueling your immune system. Why are people not being told that, like, 
being obese or yeah. really unhealthy eating bad foods is the what is that statistic for obese people with coronavirus oh it's it's it was ridiculous high. it was like late 80s eight late 80 I mean, percent or something like wouldn't that wouldn't it be great to turn on bbc news and just hear the drink some water the, go for a jog <laughs> the health professional <laughs> just saying listen your immune systems need to be as strong as they can possibly be mm-hmm. here's a list of ways of doing that Go. Yeah. Be I a mean, great start, wouldn't it? Even Not hide inside, eat bad food, watch TV and stay in the dark. Yeah. And which then, is basically all the things that are going to kill you, essentially. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with that oh every sense of it. That's not conspiracy. That's at not all. a conspiracy. That's you're killing your body. You're letting your body become weak. And if you get any virus of any sort, you're gonna have a much harder time fighting that off. Yeah, that, that's a truth. Surely it's like you know, <laughs> my friend actually said, um, like self improvement is now a right wing ideology. <laughs> 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 are you are you Hitler? Yeah. What you go for jogs? Like, what are you a Nazi? <laughs> You're trying to kill my grandma. You don't accept yourself for the way you are. Does that mean you don't accept other people? Yeah. Oh god, bro! Dude, like it's a sickness. The way it's you a mind think sickness. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's mm. I, I, honestly like it. I I have a lot more conviction about mm. what I. I'm not even going to say believe because I know this to mm-hmm, be true. Mm-hmm. Like, I can demonstrate, I can prove mm. what I'm saying. It's yeah. not, like, nothing I'm saying is ridiculous. That's what people need to get into their heads. Like, you have been subject to uh, about, you know, well, our society has been subject to about 100 years of Edward Bernays' uh, social engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Goebbels' mentality towards creating groupthink is still alive and kicking mm. and like that's what it is it, it's literally like if you don't stand for anything you'll you'll fall for anything mm. you know and mm. like i actually can't remember who that quote is from but stunningly good yeah though. yeah so yeah. if you, if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything and like mm. if people are just in a state where they're apathetic they've got nothing to look forward to which is what this lockdown has done that to a lot of people mm. you start to become susceptible to anything that they want you to believe Mm. you know like what happened to realizing that there's propaganda like Mm. why does everybody suddenly think that propaganda doesn't exist and Mm. that what the bbc saying is truth i mean just turn on the tv and watch a few adverts for a few times and go oh this is and again everyone went mad when it's a cool following like do you watch the social dilemma yeah i did yeah incredible documentary but a documentary where they've openly said, yes, you were involved in a huge manipulation, huge indoctrination. We wanted to see if we could get people involved in this product. Over time, you become the product. That was the idea. You fed to the algorithm. Now we know how people work. And it it, yeah. it explained it all flat out in front of you and said, this is what we've done. I call it FBI book. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and people, because that becomes popularised, yeah. and people can nod to it and go, oh, right, I thought so mm. Mm, god damn yeah 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 but then when it's not out in the open when it's not been popularized there's still go there, there's hesitance and they go no 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 there's not a big documentary on that yet yeah <laughs> when does that need to come out does that make sense yeah it totally feels, well, it has to be the known thing before it can become accepted it, 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 it all we're finding right now is that conspiracy theories are just 10 years ahead of everyone else yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because ten years later, we'll we'll realise what was going on. Alex Jones earlier, and you know, I'm not his biggest follower. No, me neither. But 
and he'll admit this, some of the things he said were very wrong in the past. He said yeah. some things that were very wrong, but mm. also he exposed some things very right that came out like Moloch, who I, I learned about. Yeah, the Owl God. Yeah, the Owl God. And Bilderbergs. But, but there's video evidence and, and especially like Epstein Island and so on he was talking about that he spoke so long ago 10 to 15 years before it came yeah. out mm -hmm. uh, about this island where they have sex with underage people and they do these ritualistic movements and so on everyone dismissed that it yeah. comes out it's and then we fact. go Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Mm. Because, and that's the problem, like conspiracy theories, the same with Alex Jones. Because he's been wrong, he'll be more looked on for that line of thinking than when he was absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And that's the danger. Um, well, I think, I, I actually used to think that, um, like, Alex Jones was kind of like, how to describe it? Like, I used to think what was happening, because he always talks about him getting information from somebody who's high up in the government. Mm -hmm. have, you, have, you, have you listened to something that he yeah, said? Yeah, I've and been there. Yeah, yeah, so he's always just like, oh, Stop, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he was talking about how, like, oh, I have this person, like, who basically gives me these tips off, right? And I was thinking, like, well, what if, right, let's just extrapolate. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 ready. It, I'm right? ready for some so extrapolation. Let's just think that he is being given little bit of truth, a mm. little bit of falsehood. A mm. little bit of truth, a little bit of falsehood. Yeah. And he's running with that and yeah. putting it out there. And the way that he does, like, very passionate, very, like, loud and intense, is just the perfect way to make all that stuff look crazy. Mm. It's the perfect way. Completely smear a character. He's smear, they're smearing and that's what they did with the term conspiracy theory. Yes. They threw so many into the mix yeah. that you became a fool for believing in any. Totally. Mm. Well, let's take this for example, right? The Gulf of Tonkin incident. Do you know about this? Uh, again, podcast. Yeah. Have it in the background. Looking after baby. Washing yeah. the pots. <laughs> uh, will you stop crying? There's yeah. a conspiracy yeah. in the dear. And I need in. <laughs> so essentially what happened is uh, during the... The Vietnam War they said that the Chinese were making moves in like North Vietnam and this is the main still a little bit of the mainstream story like you know there's always going to be variables it happened a long time ago there's probably different things that happened that we're not we don't aware of mm. the American government had um, then warships um, posted out into like the Gulf of Tonkin mm. which is like the east of Vietnam or south or southeast something and they were saying, like, oh, we're just keeping an eye on things because we don't know what's going to happen with the communists. They're going to try and take over Vietnam and blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, then they were saying that, oh, there's a we, we basically had our warship like blown up by the Vietnamese. Mm. Therefore, that's a declaration of war. So mm. we're going in. Mm. And, you know, all the hippies and stuff like all the big people at the time nobody remembers this but they were all saying like this is not real they're making it all up to justify going to war mm -hmm. like they're gonna send you there to die for this cause which they're just making the whole thing up and like everybody was calling them crazy all the hippies were like trying to protest against the war because mm. obviously you had the psychedelic revolution going on at the same time and then when the documents like 50 years later 50 40 30 something like that mm. got declassified yeah they made it all up hmm made it all up dude i mean that and they falls... went to war and killed thousands and thousands and thousands of people you, you'll know this one as well do you know the the one on the lsd labs with the cia 
um, uh, the MK Ultra. And, yeah. yeah, and the guy came out recently, one of the agents, with that book. And the moment the, the um, labs have been running for 50 years plus, uh, yeah. again, experiment on people with psychedelics and so on. Mm -hmm. And then the second that book came out, all the labs just went... Uh, just shut down mm. and he's like right it's when you've been in a conversation with somebody and then they deleted all the things they said <laughs> when something comes that out familiar. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I told you. but that if you want to find the guilty party that's all you've got to look yeah. at isn't it if yeah. they know they've been wrong if they know they've done something that needs to be concealed that's all you need to look at yeah that's why a whistleblower from the wuhan institute of virology said that they were de deleting all of their information yeah, and data, yeah, data, yeah, data, heard. data service <laughs> <laughs> I did, but Why would we be doing that? That's I, very guilty. Had you heard of that uh, LSD experiments? I had, yeah. The one yeah. they were really well known for doing it on, it's that, um, the killer in the, Manson? Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. do you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that story is graphic. Again, mm. just somebody who was a little bit different. And they were just feeding him LSD after LSD. And he'd be going in, getting arrested, and then getting released straight away. And they're like, no, no, he said, this is above your pay grade. Let him go. And yeah. they're like, okay, he goes. Yeah. And then there's like actual police officers coming out at the time saying, yeah, we were told that. He just was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again... Perfect smear story. Would have been in a wonderful box of conspiratorial thinking, mm -hmm. comes out as absolute truth, there's an author behind it, he was part of the CIA explaining everything that goes on, yet we're still in this mindset of, yeah, but not this, though. Mm. It's like... Why wouldn't this be a possibility to be a, a thing? Do you know what I mean? Uh, people are going to look back on what happened in the last mm. year with such shock mm. when they realise what's been going on. Mm. Um, when, because... you, when, like, to extrapolate, <laughs> yeah. when do you see these truths being unravelled and, and put in front of our faces? Because that does have to happen eventually. So there's a German lawyer called Rainer Fulmich, mm -hmm. and he was responsible for basically prosecuting Deutsche Bank for exploiting the markets and all of the criminal fraud stuff that they were doing. They were considered one of the most prestigious banks in the world, and he basically prosecuted them in an international court saying like you're laundering money you're you're frauding people you're raising interest all this kind of stuff to basically push people into destitution mm. he was the tip of the spear on that he he got that whole thing sorted out he also then exposed volkswagen for doing this huge massive fraud with like diesel catalytic converters and like mixing changing all of these uh uh, studies in order to like justify selling these like precious minerals to people and blah 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 mm. he exposed them all on that as well this guy is now at the tip of the spear on a class action lawsuit with some of the most prestigious scientists in the world and he is prosecuting several different governments simultaneously with literally like 10,000 like world-class scientists behind him wow and that that commences in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Wow. September, like, 11, like 11th of September or something Are you like that? You're going to be keeping a very close eye oh, yeah, on I've been the, keeping my eye on him. behind that. Yeah, I mean... You're in the rabbit hole, aren't you, brother? Yeah, well, I mean, 
I'm just in the open and clear. Everyone else yeah. down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I just meant the magical yeah, rabbit yeah. hole that exists, but there's so many. Uh, you know, people are just like, oh yeah, you, you can see this guy like taking evidence and documenting evidence, like on live streams and stuff like that. Like this is this is a real thing that's happening. They're calling mm. it the Nuremberg Trials 2.0. Hmm. So the Nuremberg Trials was the conclusive trial after World War Two, where they were um, they were prosecuting like Mengel. And like all of these different scientists, lot what a lot of people don't know is like in World War Two they were conducting like the most inhumane experiments on people to, mm. in order to try and deeply understand like the human psychology and how they could influence it and change people and whatever. And they explain that through popularized films to you, yeah. don't they? They feed it into the consciousness, let yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah. But it, there's an actualized happening in yeah. humanity. I I call that predictive programming or like basically they're trying to whitewash stuff or like mm. make it seem like it's just a crazy sci-fi yeah, movie yeah it's not really something that's really happening it's like why are there so that's many that's hollywood movies? that's hollywood so you've yeah. heard that somewhere that's just happens in a film somewhere totally like mm. i heard somebody say like this is kind of a bit of a stretch but they were saying like oh you know hollywood like all of the old sages and seers they used to use wood from the holly tree to conduct mm. spells and mm. to create magic and their whole idea with magic was basically influencing the public consciousness to think certain things therefore to make it a reality mm. And mm. I was like, hmm, Hollywood, hmm. And tell, lie, vision, and yeah. you're turning into channels. You're turning into be programmed. <laughs> I programs. absolutely love the way you think. It's just, it makes perfect sense, though. Like, it's all really out in the open. Do you get a little bit worried if you come here one day and there's a shrine of you, though? Like, don't let me get, <laughs> don't let me get into that part I got it of my started psyche. with the goodies, haven't I? Like, yeah. <laughs> get a bit worried if I start seeing you as a cult leader. Let, slap me in the face. I've already had my experience as a cult leader. Okay. I'm not going back there. <laughs> that was a I tried sketchy to make part of my too. life. I've tried to make one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a bit of an aversion to being put on a pedestal, and that's mm. why I think it's helped me really keep my ego in check because of like crazy shit that happened in the past. Mm. Um, so it's sounds like a story and a half, though. Yeah, it's interesting when people put you on a pedestal and like want to know your opinion on everything, mm. and like you have like a group of people who. Yeah, it's, it fucks with your head big time. Um, I was I was listening to a good podcast recently. I think his name's Tony Adams or Adamson. But he basically has a book out called The Mind Virus. Mm -hmm. And again, I really like one of his metaphors used on your opinions and your thoughts. Like, have them as friends in the house. Yeah. Allow them to come in. Have them there for as long as you want them to be there. But if they start pissing up your walls, <laughs> leaving <laughs> shit everywhere, Take just out. taking all your food, yeah, let them go. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to be so attached them another guy i think he was um of whole foods he, he was the ceo or something of whole foods he yeah. was on a rogan podcast he sold to amazon didn't he yes yeah, yeah. but again i like he had a very similar view on this mm. of wear your opinions as clothes mm. like they're not your skin you don't have to hold them viciously and tightly yeah. and again if they come outdated and you don't like the look of them anymore they can be interchangeable and move mm. and that gave me a bit of a penny drop moment totally. and it's quite relaxing and releasing when you can yeah. see your opinions and views like that. Yeah. When I was a younger person as well, I felt that towards cult thinking and my mindset of, I'm going to save people and bring yeah, them on yeah, this mission. Yeah. And 
that every was, thought I've got yeah. is the truth and nothing but. And mm. it, it's, you know, it's just growing up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, psychedelics are that part of your life. Yeah, there they come. Yeah, when everybody's, <laughs> everybody's going through, like, a huge collective evolution and, like, waking up to the reality of the world mm. and, like, dis- dissolving um, perceptionary boundaries and uh, uh, perceptionary structures and, like... Um, and you're realising new truths that you were mm. completely blinded to before. Yeah. Um, well, because you've been fed a certain story and mm. you've been told this way of being and the why can't we accept indoctrination just is and it's a, lived on throughout generation after generation. Mm. We've forever been told a certain way of being, a certain story that suits your surroundings and I fell hard to that. So when I came away from it, saw the backside of it, then it opens up all parts of thinking. And like your quote said earlier, if you've got no set belief on anything, it opens you up to belief of everything, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Yeah, and that's it. When you go, oh, I've been lied to, then your whole floor's been shifted. Yeah, yeah. You don't know where to stand, so you're grasping at things and hoping that's the truth and that's mm. the truth, I suppose. I, I, The way I see it, right, and this is kind of getting into like spiritual concepts here is is our reality is shaped by perception Mm. um like our personal lives personal experiences are shaped by our perception our group life group perception is based by the group perception Mm -hmm. and how we perceive a certain thing to be and when we're in company of those people uh uh country-wide globe-wide continent-wide like uh, as a planet like what is our perception on this reality Mm. right now and like, what does that say about what is really happening? Like, mm. you know, this this things now which are like trying to poke their way through that saying like, hmm, maybe a lot of stuff we know about history is false. Mm. Maybe a lot of things we know about these certain scientific fields are false. But you're requiring the established system, which is incredibly well funded um, and established, to question everything that they're built upon. Mm. So you know, like. The pharmaceutical industrial complex, yeah. as I call it, right, is built upon something called germ theory. Mm-hmm. Now, before germ theory, I don't know, we, we might have been like 1700s, mm-hmm. we had something called miasma theory. Now, miasma was essentially um, every illness or sickness is caused by this um, poisonous mist which is just around just <laughs> going into houses and being like breathed in by people mm. and that's what's making them sick and they believed that every illness was because of the miasma mm. now then scientific development comes along yeah yeah so then we there was a guy who was we've realized i think in the end that it was um not is it diphtheria I don't know. Um, <laughs> there was a disease that the waterborne illness that people were getting from illness uh, from water that they thought, and then they this guy who was an intellectual of the time, like this could be like seventeen forty mm-hmm. something like that. I I could be completely wrong on that, Good but I think in it's the dark. Don't worry, mate. I'll put it up on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can correct me on that, like when you edit it later. <laughs> so this guy found that all of these people on this one street in this city were becoming sick. Hmm. And then he, like, was trying to find out all the variables of, like, what those people were specifically exposed to. And then he found that the water source was tainted. Mm. And then he found that a royal, or not a royal, like a lord, lady or something, from this one prestigious house, a bit further out into the countryside, had a servant 
coming to that particular water well hmm. every single day to collect water because she liked the taste of that particular water. Mm. And she also fell ill. So the guy knew for a fact that there was something in that water that was making people sick, mm. but there's no miasma. It's like inside of the water. And one thing led to another. Essentially, they realized, oh, there's little like living things yeah, like inside organisms. of the, or, like little organisms mm. that are living in the water. And that's what's making people sick. So we're still riding on that wave. Like we're still on germ theory. Constantly evolving our thought process Mm. through advances. And believing that things like antibiotics, sterilization, uh, chemotherapy is the Mm. way to respond to illnesses inside the body. Mm. Like let's just carpet bomb the immune system and just hope that we hit the virus before we kill you. (laughs) That's basically what those things are. I mean, that's something, even as a, a young person... I've always, I'm pretty young, (laughs) but even younger, I've always thought how mental I thought and we thought as a species in the past of something and then lived on, lived on, lived on and then kept making these evolutionary marker points where we go, oh, how stupid was that in the past? And we keep living on from that. And then we, do we, are we stupid enough to think that we get to a definitive moment where we go, oh, we've got it all now. We've got it all. Because even on a a soul level, when you think you know it all and then you get a big ego check Mm. and you go, oh, silly me. What's the next 100 years of truth? Learning, learning, (laughs) learning. That's why I I really hate people speaking in absolutes all the time on Mm. everything because i go you know you're gonna look back in 5 10 20 40 years time and go how crazy was that line of thinking yeah yeah. and it just the way you speak very research but also rational minded and you've you've done your research towards it but everything else seems to be very I'm not going to just conclude here because I don't have all this information. I've not been down this path yet. I want to find out more. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm confused to why people are willing and wanting to sit in a comfortable position when they, I feel deep down, know something's not right. Um, I mean, yeah, I can, I can kind of answer that in some way. Um, don't be mean again. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the re- the thing is, is like you have to have uh, the time or the energy, the desire to want to learn about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that isn't there, you're you're not going to look into it. Like if somebody tells you, like, oh, this is the way that things are, and and you like you don't have any comparable data on that mm. you're just going to take it for for a fact or at least it's going to be the only thing that is a variable in that specific topic that's in your brain mm. so you know if i said to you like oh right um oh that 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 flower outside there is like really good for like uh, gallbladder illnesses mm. Mm. and you'll be like hum seems reasonable like i'll go and eat it (laughs) (laughs) but if you if you knew Mm. that like "Hmm, well actually i know what that plant is and i've read this study that says uh, Mm. that it could be like poisonous do you see what i mean like you're Mm. not going to set that for completely and that's literally all it comes down to like Mm. you know a lot of people don't have the time or energy to think about these things Mm. i'm in a fortunate situation where like i've had a lot of success with like Mm -hmm. what i do Mm -hmm. and uh i have a like a Did great very deserved success, may I say? Oh, thanks, very bro. deserved. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a great family. I have a great partner. Mm. Uh, we all have like a sense of like unity, like a, a vision of mm. like 
how things could be better in this world mm. you know and that brings us all together especially this whole thing like it's really brought my family like super close together mm. and because i haven't been around that much as well like i've i've been around them a lot so you know having the ability to make money from whatever you do pursue anything that you have interest in because of all that free time and energy mm. and not having to worry about like oh like i need to like pay off this car or like pay it's like i don't i never borrow money i never mm. lend money mm. i'm never in debt to anybody i am constantly like making sure that my uh to-do list is as sh short as it can possibly be mm -hmm. and that gives me a lot of free time like mental free space to mm. like look into these things so yeah. that when i it, it does make you a bit like ADHD because yeah, you yeah. your attention can be like, hmm, yes, hmm, I just read about that for like two hours. Hmm, what's next? Like, this, <laughs> do you know it's what I mean? It's a podcast. I yeah. bet you're sort of multitasking doing it, totally. aren't you? <laughs> I love audiobooks. Like, audiobooks is, is the one because like all of these books which I wanted to read for years and never had the time, like now I can read them while I'm doing work. I was going to say, any people listening to this and if they've got to this amount of time in it, they're definitely half teetering on or full acceptance like hour and 20, <laughs> yeah. hour and 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> for those people, yeah. what would you say information by, like you say you love audiobooks and podcasts and documentaries, any great things where people can open up their eyes a little for the information you've got? Um... Just you stop, using, stop yeah. using Google and Facebook. Like, are there any good talkers or any any podcasts you can listen to where they they've got this this sort of conversation out there? Hmm. That's really hard to answer. Mm -hmm. um, like, it depends what specific topic. Okay. Like, like, um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a hard question. To yeah, ask. I get, I get I answer. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of places to find information, but you, like, like I said, go back to what I was saying. Like, mm. you have to have the interest there or the energy in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Because if you haven't got the energy and you encounter something that is contrary to what you currently believe, mm. you might just be like, oh yeah, it's probably crazy conspiracy theories. Mm. So if you haven't got that open mind, then like there's no saving you <laughs> yeah yeah but but uh, yeah i was just i was picturing those that know there's something not right they know something's inside of them doesn't feel it's operated on right in in society and they want to look at a different line of view to what their family might be watching sort of constant mainstream indoctrination yeah. mainstream thought ideology yeah that i i mean i've, I've definitely i've gone down like I, I like who rogan's had on recently Recently. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few. I, I did like Russell Brand until you ruined him for me. No, no, no. He's, he's, you know, to be fair, right? He's the only one in the public eye that's really talking about the World Economic Forum, mm, mm. and that is the the biggest thing that is going on right now mm. is coming from the World Economic Forum. Mm. And these associates, like the the things that've been put forward by the John Hopkins Institute, like I was telling somebody, like. A year ago, like World Economic Forum, like the, 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 their first line of how they perceive the world in 2030 is you will own nothing and you will be happy. Mm. Hmm, how are we going to get there in nine years? <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us. That sounds like communism. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, like it's not like these people are just a bunch of like geeks sat around mm -hmm. in like a think tank. Like mm. this is mm. this is some of the richest and most powerful people on the planet. Hmm. Uh, like Ursula Leon, like the basically the 
the leader of the Very European Union. Influential people. Yeah. That if they want to make a movement or make something anew, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Forcefully. And, <laughs> and it's going to happen forcefully or one way or another. And, uh, you know, I, I would just say... The first thing that you've got to do is be very, more careful about what information you Take are in. taking in. I like that. Okay. Because, like, you know, like we were saying in your kitchen, like, people think that they're not impressionable mm. or they think that they're beyond uh, psychological manipulation. I think what you said then is a really great thing to consider. Yeah. Because instead of going on a rush to find out all this information and what's going off and I need to know everything right now and uh, and fill people in mm. it's actually sit there be conscious of what you are taking in at the moment yeah. and reflect with it and see if it does deep down work with you because yeah, there's yeah. a gut feeling inside isn't there yeah. there's sort of um, an inherent understanding and know that when you're being sold a lie when you're being spoken to in a way that's been contrived or or conducted mm -hmm. you, it feels deep within you do you know what i mean totally yeah i felt that I, I was just doing it the other day like the football was on i like a bit of my football yeah. i don't get too attached to it like i used to yeah, yeah but then in between the adverts are coming on and media's coming on and i'm watching it's it. it's hard to tell whether like the the football's there to show you the adverts or the yeah, adverts yeah, yeah. are there to show you the football 100 <laughs> and they're always bloody on as well yeah, but that's yeah. a great way of looking at it sometimes i watch it on stream though so i'm not too bad yeah, that's the best that's <laughs> That's the best way, like, yeah, avoid adverts at all it, costs. It, it was just blooming England, and yeah. it was. the All the adverts started coming through, and I, I just I saw it in a very um, comical way. I was looking at it going, I used to really be in on this. Yeah. I was totally sold by this. Yeah. And now the way We've I see it, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. I think, mm, man, I, I can see why I was... Uh, I, f I fell to this in the past, I suppose. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, there has to be several points of those points of that in a person's mm. life, otherwise they're not really progressing. Mm. Like, if you, you can't look back on an old version of yourself and be yeah. like, "Oh God, I could have done that." What so guy? This guy. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I might do that later down totally. the line. I'm sure I will as yeah, well. Yeah, I like, really like what you said then on the the media, the constant resource that you're taking in, taking in. If you're not feeling comfortable at the moment, you're struggling to fit in the narrative, then reflect on what you are taking in. It's mm. such a great piece of totally. advice for people. Good yeah. way to start anyway. It's, it's. I mean, I, the uh, one thing that I can say uh, with complete conviction is, like, turn off the BBC. Mm. Stop paying your TV licence. Like, these these are corporations. They're not, they're mm -hmm. not like, they're, they're propaganda mouthpieces. Mm. Like, People need to realise that. Don't don't read the newspapers. Mm. Don't watch the BBC. Mm. Don't uh, listen to these experts mm. like the health mm. people. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. do you know what I mean? If you put the prefixed expert behind anything, then yeah. that just gives them so much gravity to say what they want. Yeah, I mean, if you see a guy in a white lab coat, you will, or if you're trained like a good animal, you'll immediately agree yeah. with everything that he yeah. says. Um, I, I, I completely agree with that way of thinking. And, you know, I, I, like, because that's why I'm kind of straying away from saying, like, oh, go and look into this. I get you. Like, because if I was going to tell you to go anywhere, I would say um, go and research these scientific studies that have been mm, done. Mm. Like, for example, the one that proves that the, the vaccine coming mm. out, this is this is tasty, spicy shit, right? So <sighs> the the vaccine 
coming out now, they're saying that it has like, you know, they say take AstraZeneca. 95% efficacy, right? Mm -hmm. What that is, is that is relative risk reduction. They call it the RRR. Mm. That is relative to your likelihood of getting it anyway, mm. which is already quite low. Mm -hmm. um, so it's completely skewing data in order to get the things permitted. So it's, mm. it's relative risk reduction. A study was just put forward in the Lancet um, which is basically the gold standard of medical publishing. Mm. And when they calculated the ARR, which is absolute risk reduction, mm -hmm. which is not relative, it's, it's like complete over oversight, not a single vaccine was over 2% effective. Hmm. Okay, that's spicy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why is the BBC not telling you about that? <laughs> you know, why are they going to, are they suddenly going to be like, oh, guys, by the way, mm. uh, like asymptomatic spread like doesn't exist. Mm. Or if it does, it's in very rare cases and mm. like incredibly unheard of. Mm. Um, because then they would, everybody would be like, what? So you're saying that like your entire credibility is in question now because everything that you've been parroting on mm. like a friggin nazi propagandist for the last year is actually demonstrably false mm -hmm. you know all this propaganda that you see everywhere like two-thirds of people who have coronavirus are spreading it without knowledge mm. no they're not that's a lie yeah. i can prove that it's a lie mm. um and this is what we're all wearing masks for this is what we're all sanitizing our hands for destroying your surface microbiome falling out with family members falling, falling out, with out with family with friends falling out with friends like at people's people throat to, yeah it's it mm. and and it's all a lie mm. it's all a lie and like the quicker that people i've been demonetized <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know. I, I knew the moment i met you you'd be the Falling on me, yeah. <laughs> you'd collapse all rhythmically. Yeah. Oh my god! You know, like I'm not saying that there's not a thing called COVID. Like that, yeah. that's ridiculous because you know there's something's going on. Illnesses and diseases and viruses have lived for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I all think species of animal. When I was talking about germ theory earlier, what I was going to go on to in a segue is this is this thing emerging now called terrain theory. Mm. And I think that this could be the next perception of how the body works and could be the reason as to why hmm, our medical industry is the most developed and our pharmaceutical industry is the most developed and funded that it's ever been. Yet we have more sick and dying people than mm. we've ever had. Mm. How does that make sense? I so mean, it's not a great equation. We have is it? more obesity in this country <laughs> mm. than we've ever had before. We have more cardiovascular illnesses. We have more cancer. Mm. We have all these different things we've, we've never had as much of as we have now. But we have the most mm. scientifically advanced and pharmaceutical industry is most scientifically advanced. Like, I mean, that's the thing with these sort of conversations as well it's a magnitude of reasons and rations for it isn't it it's you know it's like Why? world collapsing mm. it's mm. huge like and terrain theory presents the idea that our body is filled with viruses mm. our body is filled with microorganisms Simpsons. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we have we have bacteria we have uh, lichen we have fungi we have uh, viruses uh, parasites mm. all inside of us which are uh, interacting with our overall microbiome a healthy body is always able to bring a microbiome into equilibrium mm -hmm. all illness is caused by inflammation or acidic elements of the body like mm. certain parts of the body become acidic 
and that is basically causes inflammation mm -hmm. and then that progresses into like mutated cells and all different kinds of other things right but it all starts at the cause of like inflammation like there's probably things i don't know about this mm -hmm. but like as a basis theory like it makes so much more sense than germ theory mm. like mm. let's see what happens like <laughs> i i would like to think that this would come into the public consciousness at some point and yeah. more people would look into this because really what we're seeing is we're seeing that like everything inside and outside of us everything surfaces full of things that could kill us or make us sick mm. we're living in this like if you if you believe that wholeheartedly like you're living in a constant like amygdala mm. fight or flight fear state mm. as opposed to being like hmm we our bodies are filled with this stuff it's everywhere it's all over the surfaces everything that we touch mm. and actually by covering our hands in harmful chemicals to destroy mm -hmm. the microbiome and the bacteria on our surface of our skin by taking antibiotics which are basically wiping out mm. chunks of our yeah. microbiome i mean chemotherapy is just it's got to be the biggest con like mm. crime ever conducted like so, and 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 to theorize but do you think that's a byproduct of trying something and not knowing the implication behind it or would you say the adverse of it's being cleverly conducted and, and bought to that's a great question and i i think like personally i think that it was probably a perceptionary mishap in the beginning mm. and it, as are many things and we took it as true and we built this entire industry upon that theory mm -hmm. um because we don't really consider the fact that when something doesn't fit in with that theory we just like push it out until mm. we can find some way to fit in a later date but how long is that going to go on for before we realize hmm, this mountain of ignored data is getting pretty large mm. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to address that um so you know i think that at this point these people they 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 who you know head of the world health organization like these people from the nih and they know mm. like, for a fact they mm. they know that um what's going on what and the, the implications what are. the implications are of that information as mm. well and, and just going back to the media again as well because i found that fascinating i wanted to put a, a pointer there but you we were laughing before the podcast started about a guy in cnn is yeah, it? yeah yeah Charlie in america Chester. yeah just go on to that a little bit as well because for people you know the daily mail bbc whatever we're we're fed and force fed into for mm -hmm. a long period of our lives there's somebody at the top of the tower mm -hmm. who's just been in a, a smear campaign would you say yeah, against yeah, him yeah. or yeah, whatever totally. it is but it's again another truth out in the open yeah. so just talk about that a little bit. so it's I, all done by a guy called james o'keefe mm -hmm. uh, project veritas now people are just saying like, oh, this guy's like right-wing disinformation. It's like, there's a video of Charlie Chester, who's a technical director of CNN, openly <laughs> admitting that they're filling people's heads with fear and propaganda. But did, did he get caught <laughs> so, yeah, right -wing of a Tinder propaganda. date as well? Did yeah. he get put so, on a Tinder date with somebody and then add a few bevies? And, and then, then just, just spilt the beans on everything? Peacocking after yeah. one date with a girl? Yeah, yeah. But how crazy that, have that, you got the, to be? The memes that came of that were stellar. <laughs> Like, Could the, you imagine like having this huge array of information that you've got to conceal against the public eye mm -hmm. 
and it takes you a couple of bevies down and a pretty girl with a cleavage out yeah, yeah, yeah. just to let it all slide. That was what the one of the memes was. It was like Project Veritas saying just like, it's, it's, Char- it's a little stick man yeah. drawing and it's Charlie Chester's face and then it's some like girl who's attractive on the side. It just says like, attractive girl and two drinks down. Charlie Chester will tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> I, loved it. I mean, I saw that with my eyes. I really did. I yeah. watched it. I think it was on LiveLeak or something like that. But I want, I heard it on a podcast. I went to find it and I've just listened to him spilling the beans totally. and you just think right okay here's another here's another here's another piece yeah, yeah. of information so I, I do really want to reflect on that part where you say be careful what you take in totally absolutely uh, like <laughs> when you're hearing stories like this exist totally I mean and th- we're talking about American media and everybody would just use the disclaimer like oh yeah well that's America it's like yeah you really think that we're any different mm, if anything mm. we're more like how we conduct ourselves totally the, the, I would I, I, I shouldn't say that but that could be a bit of a stretch but I would say that the, the general scepticism of the public is a lot higher in the UK than it is for example in America mm. so therefore like our media is probably a bit more like sneaky mm, about it mm. but um, mischievous mischievous <laughs> indeed yes, yes whereas just, American can be quite out in the open about it they're pretty blatant like yeah, yeah. It, it's like blunt brute force totally as a as a person who has a healthy level of scepticism I would say about this it, you watch American media adverts everything and it's like people Dude. watch this like yeah. this is insane in like, your face really in your D- face did you ever used to watch the Super Bowls no my mate stayed up for it just think it's hilarious i don't really know the rules still i've watched most of them yeah yeah <laughs> but the, the half-time adverts are just here 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 like brain yeah <laughs> he's oh just diving in jabbing yeah but, it's uh it's it's dark it's mm, dark and mm. and uh, i think that when you're norm like be very care- careful of what you're normalized to mm. or desensitized to because did you watch that documentary, uh, Hypernormalization? Yeah, he, yeah. That, that I'm Adam really Curtis. happy that you know what that is. Dude, like, yeah. Adam, like, like the recent thing that the the latest documentary that he's done. Have you seen that? What's it called? It's c- called. Uh, it's like a six part series. I, I did, yeah. Oh, oh, my friend. I can't do a, another podcast called Series the Theories, and yeah. my friend was like, "You have all, you've got to watch it." And again, I just switched it on, but it was well baby was quite young and i was just struggling to i want to watch things like that do you know what i mean i want to be in on it and you can't sort of flippantly watch so i just you can't i put it aside and and meant to watch that i feel like the there's certain things that adam curtis has put forward especially about current events which i take with a pinch of salt Mm. because you've got to remember that this guy works for the bbc and has done for most of his life Okay. And I don't trust the BBC. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the British Brainwashing Corporation. Mm. So, <laughs> so like, if he... But then, hypernormalization and century of the self, mm-hmm. they changed my life. Mm. So, I can't knock him for that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, like... If anybody hasn't heard of century of the self or hypernormalization, I... It's a three-hour... Each of them, three-hour documentary. Yeah. I urge very you dense, to they? watch it. Because a journey with it. If you watch Century of the Self, you will realise that nothing is what you thought it was. Mm. Edward Bernays, who was the gra- who was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, mm-hmm. was the essentially the grandfather of public relations and propaganda, mm. and the godfather of modern marketing. Mm. And the whole point was to use Sigmund Freud's 
concepts of human psychology and hidden secret desires that weren't acted upon and to tap into those and build associations to products mm. in order to influence behavior sort of our, our primal and instinctive natures yeah and people don't understand that the reason that that was done is because during the great depression there was a point where the the main problem was how do we get people to buy more stuff sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And they were like, all right, so they've got... We made cars really well. Everybody's got a car. We made great toasters. Everybody's got a toaster. Mm. Uh, now we have this, and they've made that. So, And then the, the businesses that have made them is like, right, we've sold all these things to the people who can get them. Uh, and now our, like, our market's going down. Like, we're making... We're, we're plummeting, basically. Mm. And they were like, how can we make people want more stuff? What's the sort of the precipice of a point where utility was served everything yeah. needed was made yeah and it was gained and the public consciousness just wanted to live their life yeah and how do you get them to buy stuff that they don't mm. need mm. Uh, you make them feel like their life would be better if they had such things and then compare to one another yeah and then feel inferior yeah and superior and if you watch the Ooh, first dude. adverts from like the 1930s <laughs> 1940s and you watch these adverts like you know with our modern awareness um you see right through it yeah and you People think that, like, oh, yeah, that, dude, that was like a hundred years ago. It's like, mm. you, you, like our entire society is built upon that. Yeah, yeah. The whole concept of perpetual profit is built upon that. Mm. Like every single thing about, like everywhere you look, adverts, everything you look is trying to influence your brain to think a certain way. Don't let it in. It's there to mm. influence the way that you think and perceive reality. Like this has all been, it's so standard practice in all of these industries that they don't even see anything wrong with it anymore hmm. it, it's totally normal to be like hmm how can we uh, influence the public to buy our products more and oh we're not tapping into this market how can we uh, hmm. that's that's just standard business play. these are conversations that if you wanted like me and you now our business to thrive mm -hmm. they're kind of normal conversations to have aren't they yeah yeah like we would have that but to have it on a, a grand scale and to force it upon people and then indoctrinate people through it i mean it, it, it's brilliantly conducted really well done yeah but it's criminal yeah <laughs> in its essence i mean look at what's going on right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we I, have to go back there i've got to put my hands on me like you're pro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, what is... that's what I'm saying. It's like it's so well crafted. Yeah. It's just refined, mm. bro. Like it's had like a hundred years of refinement. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, the whole concept of like centralized banking is a scam. Mm. The whole way of manipulating it. Define scam again? Uh, a, a fraudulent or deceptive act. Huh. And it, it, I mean, <laughs> I can't even, trickery. it's the biggest <laughs> scam ever. Like centralized banking. Like, uh, you know, I, I saw this, this quote recently where, um, it was like, oh yeah, if I, I was, uh, if you had a time machine, you go back and you speak to your your grandmother who's like washing clothes and whatever in the garden, and you, and they'll, and you'd be like, oh right, so you just have this like house and whatever, and it's like, and and it's like, oh yeah, what do you do in the future? It's like, oh yeah, both me, and my husband, and and we both have jobs. It's like, oh, you must have a huge house. It's like, I live, I rent a two bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> two bedroom apartment. I just borrow it. Yeah, I just borrow it. Like I've got nothing. <laughs> um, so. I, there has to be a perfect balance between uh, uh, permitted freedom, acceptable uh, 
like professions in a meritocracy mm. and keeping people in balance with essentially perpetual slavery. Mm. Um, mm. You know, is it, this what Kanye West was trying to explain? Oh god, <laughs> did yeah. you hear when he got absolutely slated? No, no. Again, uh, it was in the the Black Lives Matter sort of movement area. Okay, yeah. But I think he was explaining how people were allowing to be slaves and so on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I did hear again. That a lot of things get taken out of context and to actually unravel what it is in somebody's mind, Mm -hmm. people don't really want to go on that path. They don't really want to go on that journey of what he was trying to say or, you know, let them dissect it. They want to just have an easy-to-say statement, have something that people can get angry at, and then throw that yeah, out yeah, at yeah, people. Yeah. And I feel feel that's a lot of the time if I was easy to, doing. If I was to come out and say, yes, there's slavery, but the main enslavement is inside your mind, mm. I would get like at least two people that would be like, what are you, are you like downplaying slavery? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying that... <laughs> Do you see I what I mean? Yeah, completely. Like, mm. so everything that you say, someone it, it will take it out of context. perfectly in this conversation that we've had now on this bus Mm -hmm. what you just said then is really profound and really powerful and it's not just downplaying because we haven't really spoke about slavery no and you know that's another really key piece of content is everything's contextual we need to speak not in generalized terms and then just get angry at this one thing yeah this topic is the most easy way to get (laughs) cancelled We we have to speak in constant levels and layers of context, don't we? Totally. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm out. out. Yeah, you're you're pulling the parachute, like... (laughs) I mean... I've really enjoyed this, to be honest. Yeah, it's been great, man. Uh, I mean, that that particular topic, though, is obviously one that's very in the public consciousness right Mm. now. Um, It's a very hard one to, like, navigate because Mm. there's so many different elements at play. Um, but I would just say that, right, so you're you're hating on people that are white for slavery instead of hating on the people who are keeping, like, billions of people mm. on minimum wage, which is true I think, slavery. I think, I think there's been... Slavery this, still exists, it's just... A lot of smoke screening. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of clever play to keep taking people down different lines that they want them to go down while they put in different rules and agendas to go under the mix in my understanding yeah, 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 yeah. that's what i've seen because I, the 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 stuff and the shit and the context that i've seen on social media platforms is just you all see from my perspective people had sold and been sold to a um a really easy fatic piece of language mm-hmm. that then like even my sister and my dad who i absolutely love i'm sat there at a dinner table one time and it's this all lives black lives which matter sort of again i'll say the word rhetoric yeah, yeah. that they're fighting over and like guys there's a really big important issue at hand. not even the corona mm. thing but the the way we're we're conversating with each other is being overlooked just because of these two ideas you've been sold by a media construct. Well, that's what hypernormalization is all yeah, about. Yeah. Um, I feel that documentary, this whole podcast today, mm. is inside of that documentary totally. in some way. If any, if anybody's going to take a recommendation from yeah, me to go and watch something, apart from don't watch certain things, it would be watch hypernormalization and we, Century we, of the Self. We found our route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it, the thing is, right, the... 
the way that people are controlled is 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 so easy because people think that like oh there's like a mastermind who's doing all this mm, stuff mm, and like it's, mm. it's not even that complex like people will do all of the footwork for you you just have to set set the parameters of the discussion mm. if there's adversity to the power structure create an opposing force and give it give it uh traction mm, and then mm. encourage limited debate without straying towards something that might be controversial mm. something that might get you cancelled but keep the discussion within these parameters mm. and encourage it lively yeah and then ramp up both sides mm. and it will never get solved ever. Mm. yeah i mean it will never I, completely, be solved. I, I feel i'm somebody that really likes to ask questions really likes to think just for myself i think that's one of the most important tools that we're not being taught in schools yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting into rap now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to, to learn to be an independent thinker and yeah. learn to think for yourself and i've always prided myself on doing that but then people that have prided me on for doing that still want you to fit into a certain parameter so then when you start to go out here or over there you can be questioned for it and they make you question yourself then yeah. i felt it inside me so having these talks today having certain talks you there is a neurosis there there is a, a bit of a, a worry but i'm somebody that really enjoys running at that yeah because yeah. if you feel an uncomfortability in it it's it's very down to you how you you take that do you know yeah, what i mean totally and just to so just to respond to something that you said, like I I don't think that uh, school is supposed to uh, make you into an independent thinker. No, I think it's supposed <laughs> to do completely the opposite. Well, supposed to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, didn't work for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely, it's it's objective isn't to do that, but it's for me. If I wanted my daughter going to a place, that's what I want it to be pursuing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what is a curriculum? Who writes a curriculum? Mm. Why are they writing it to be that certain way? Why are people not asked these questions? Because mm. you're not encouraged to ask those questions. Mm. If you ask those questions, you, you would start questioning a lot more. And like, <laughs> that's just... How is that good for an established power structure if you're like questioning everything? Mm. It, it, the whole thing starts to fall apart, basically. Completely. So, you know, don't... Just don't take things for face value. Like, if people if people want to get their data, don't just listen to somebody who they're telling you on TV is an expert who claims to just be like, oh, you've got to do the right thing. Mm. Dude, let's cue the sad music. Oh, you're playing on your little heartstrings, mm. right? Making you, making you feel like you're supposed to do a certain thing a certain way. Like, people have died from this. Yeah, people yeah. People have died, you know. Well, you know, where's the where's the good news? Where's the good news that BBC have been putting out for the last year? Like, if they really care about your well-being, why are they trying to make you scared all the time? Mm. If they really care about your well-being, why aren't they telling you to, like, be healthy, eat better, mm. like, do more exercise? If school is so good for you, why are they not teaching you how to, like, develop on and question things more and, like, be healthy? I've got a little man in my mind going, Go, Jack, go! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really do. But it's it's mm. just... it When you... The thing is, right, the reason why I can get frustrated with people sometimes is because when you see it, that element of it, it all becomes really obvious. Like, mm. it's not like... Like, everything that's going on right now, right, you you won't have to dig that far to think, like, hang on a second. There's at least something that doesn't add up. Mm. Even if you... 
even if you want a person that watches the BBC, listens to the BBC Radio 1, like, every single day, like, I mean, you really don't have any questions mm. about what they're saying. Mm. Like, you haven't questioned any of it. And I think that's really sad. Mm. I mean, it says more volumes about the hero than it does about the, the, the person that's, like, speaking. And at this very start of this podcast... You were an optimist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling now, for starts? No, I am. I, um, I mean, you know, when you get into that, mm. it's like, mm, wow, oh, God, like, the odds are against us. Mm. But, you know, at the end, of the, the end of the day, bro, like, you know, I've been through the pessimism side of this where I'd be like, we're all doomed. We're going to be in gulags in 10 years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I've come out of the other side of that because I've noticed that in the last month or two months, like a, a, a corner has been turned mm. where there's a lot of people. Like, look at that protest that happened in London. Did you hear yeah, about that? Yeah, I did. Maybe like it, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there for one of them, like hundreds of thousands of people. And like... What you've got to understand is, like, there's a lot of people that are just on the fence. Mm. Like, they might think that there's something wrong, but they won't say anything because they don't want the condemnation or the the the, the kind of ostracization that might come with that mm. or the drama that might come with that. Or there's a lot of people who are thinking that maybe they shouldn't be forcing these things on people, but they don't got want to speak crossed. out. They're listening to this now. Yeah, 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 me too. Like, let's hope, right? If you don't get demonetized yeah. too much. And, uh, yeah, oh. like, if they are in that situation, right, just, just remember that you're not seeing all the people that are standing up against this. Mm. Like, if you're on the fence, there's a lot of people who are very, very, like, mm. they, they will never like lay down for this like they would take this to the grave would you uh would you not consider doing your own podcast i ain't got I, time because oh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy how you put the information out how you come across how yeah. you you filter the information and and everything with it so I, i'd love to see that if you'd ever be open to doing that i, I, I like being guests on podcasts host a space for you yeah i mean I, i'll happily come on again like, oh dude let's, let's wait got, till another i've month got some podcasts for you mate yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. this one again definitely and yeah. then i do another one called series of theories where we ask the big questions oh, some okay, have been yeah. very da- more fan fictiony okay yeah. but i know you can come on and uh ruffle some feathers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've got an imagination I'll ask, uh, we just need a big question out of you we'll think of it after this we'll yeah. think of a the a big question what have some of the other uh have we lost the war on drugs we've done i mean we've been losing the war on yeah, drugs you, since oh, it started we, we smashed that one mate we smashed that one yeah. <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll definitely bring you on that i've got i'll do it with um project zeus they're a wicked band you got you'd love them i yeah. hope are you around on the 19th of this month yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to be going anywhere until uh, end of July now. Oh, dude, yeah. if you fancy it, you, your partner, anyone you want, we're mm-hmm. doing a, a really cool event on here, the Buskin session. Okay. Plugging in my own podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it'd be great if you come down. If, you, if you're getting people here, Dave like, hanging on, out. actually. Oh, really, yeah? Yeah, Shruzik, Project Zeus, like, Garage and stuff, and then uh, Local Healers, really cool hip-hop band okay. on it at the minute. So if you're up for it, man, camp out. Yeah, definitely. Good people together, yeah, good yeah. vibes and great conversation. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring the Jeep set up and we'll, we've got a rooftop oh, tent. Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. I'd love Loving to collaborate it. more with you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, you're one of them people that I know I'm going to always have to lose at some point. Yeah, I, it's, it's like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I'm a bit, like, I mean, especially now, like, you know, 
to, to get personal in a way, like a lot of the way that people have been with me in mm. the last year mm. and, you know, like to go back, like just to briefly go back to the COVID stuff, like I was talking about ivermectin and vitamin mm -hmm, D and mm -hmm. hydro hydroxychloroquine like yeah. and quinine derivative drugs like back in like June. And, Is that what and they use in like car? tanks i heard maybe but, yeah it's, maybe it's, I think it's, so. it's like it, it goes it, it, it's anti-lichen it can mm. get rid of like certain funguses and that's stuff. It, so that, yeah. that could be it yeah and i was talking about this stuff and saying to people like there's a lot of studies data behind this mm -hmm. like if somebody gets sick like this is the way to help them don't put them into the hospital like yeah yeah that's that's the worst thing they're going to pump you full of like random drugs like yeah. and so get this stuff and take care of your family and people are like oh you're crazy bro yeah dude, dude and like now it's in the public sphere that like um, this is all a fact is it sharp um brendan sharp have you heard of him brendan sharp sharp he's, he's a hard familiar. name to say but he's um ex mma fighter but now comedian he's yeah. been on rogan's a lot but i listened to him on theo von's and theo mm -hmm. von's like this really well funny Oh, he's yeah. hilarious. And they're on it together. And he got COVID or symptoms of COVID, went into the doctors and the doctor came to him and just goes, we've got this, What I, the word I can't pronounce, but the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's it, yeah. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the doctor said, we've got this, we believe it works, I believe it works. It's been studied on highly... But it just depends on your political spectrum and where you fall on the political spectrum. And uh, Brandon's just like, I don't give a fuck about politics. I just want what works. Yeah, 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 <laughs> just yeah. hit me. I feel shit, dude. Fix me with what works. But that shows how politicised certain things are. If you've got a doctor coming in and saying it depends where you fall in the political spectrum. It's just like, why are we taking that into consideration? Why aren't we just doing what works? How are you going to get all of this funding for um, experimental vaccine research and uh, making new experimental drugs that are way more expensive when people are aware that they're something that's readily available and super mm. cheap which will just do the job yeah mm. like the whole thing is part and parcel of convincing people that this is the only way out mm. they're holding you hostage yeah yeah <laughs> they're holding you hostage and the ransom is take this experimental shot well, dude, honestly, I want to do this forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely We've run like two hours, on, yeah. But we, yeah, we are literally doing the world's longest podcast and I okay. love that and yeah, I know yeah. we could, but I've got to edit it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, dude. Um, we could just keep going for, for hours, so. For, for you, for what you're talking about, for your work, and we've not even spoke about your creativity, can you just tell people where they can find you and what's coming up? What with with artwork wise, yeah, yeah. And, and if they enjoyed what you say, if you're open to have people come and speak to you and say, "Listen, man, I enjoyed what you spoke about." Yeah, yeah. Can you help me in this way of thinking or this information? Like, yeah, where I mean, can they get to you? Like, if you think Without that I'm some a... dick pics and whatnot, yeah, unless you want some. <laughs> nah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. So if 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 like if. If you want to come and chat to me, like, that's totally cool. Like, mm. if you want to come and tell me that I'm a nutter and me to prove you wrong, then uh, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, my website is taurusenergyart.com. Mm -hmm. uh, Seriously, on like, so worth a visit. So Thanks, worth man. a visit. Incredible. Uh, my uh, Instagram is the Taurus Energy. Mm -hmm. um, like, I haven't been doing 
as much posting recently because I've actually just been like doing other stuff and like mm. I've been working in woodwork quite a lot recently. Brilliant. I'm not really sharing that there. I'm not really showing that too much just because I just kind of fallen out of love with social media a little bit. Yeah, but, um, I'm with you, mum. But you, you know, you you'll go there and you'll see my stuff and. Yeah, you'll probably enjoy it, mm. like, or maybe not, but either way, like... <laughs> that, it's hard to be one of those that, even if they don't like you as a person, you've got to respect the art. <laughs> you go and see that and you go, yeah, this guy knows, knows something at least. It's funny, we haven't even spoken about art at all. Dude, yeah, do you want to come back and do a full art podcast? Can do, yeah. And we could just... have somebody on with us, we can do anything with this. Yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. A, an open platform, man, where I get to speak to cool people about cool shit. And again, I've had people on thinking the other way of line of thinking and even in that i've learned a lot mm -hmm. I, i've listened to people my friend was working in one of the vaccine centers but i listened again with the empathy in my heart and we we actually kept to a bit of a conundrum part of the conversation yeah, yeah. where we didn't go on a, a battle yeah, yeah but it was just a discussion and yeah. it was going a bit sketchy. It got a bit abrasive. Yeah, but but, but good, but but healthy. Yeah, it was yeah. healthy all the way. But how he spoke about the people he's working with and just seeing the hope in their eyes, like older people who have absolutely hopium. Well, yeah, won't leave the house at the minute, and they're 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 coming in, they're meeting them, and they're they're managing to go out now. I've I've listened to it in a compassionate side of my nature, and I understand where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't necessarily fit my line of thinking my, yeah, my yeah. psyche where where you've gone with this today i've learned a lot a hell of a lot from it and also it it does fit a great and part of my nature it, it fills a bigger part of my my void that i don't get to talk about a lot yeah yeah i suppose Does that makes sense yeah well i'm glad that you, you so I, can give something i thank you on that mm. and I, i'll wrap it up so guys again thank you for being a part of the old farm bus back of the bus sessions me and jack are going to leave you on this don't forget to be nice to one another you beautiful buggers <laughs> see you later cheers nice for coming on really mate. appreciate it man